Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for November 19th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan. What's going on, everybody? Before, before Dan, we begin discussing the latest in AEW, help us become all in with the crew by checking the podcast app you're listening to on right now and dropping us a quick rating and review. You'll be doing us a huge favor. Before we discuss Dynamite, I do want to take a few seconds here to chat about AEW games, something that we did talk about on the Level Down Games podcast this past week. If you don't listen to our our flagship show for leveldowngames.com, it is our video game slash all purpose podcast. But Dan, you actually were live over on your Twitch channel reacting to the announcement of AEW games. And even though this is mostly, you know, like we we focus strictly on the wrestling side of things, I I do think it's worth mentioning here that uh, I I am excited for the potential of of this particular game. Uh, No, me too. I mean, they showed us a little bit, um, you know, just early on uh, footage uh, of the game. And I mean, I kind of like the style that they're going with. I think a lot of um, fans of wrestling are fans of that kind of wrestling game. They've been, you know, they I remember playing um, those games back on the 64. So uh, I'm excited for it. I I like that uh, Kenny Omega is kind of spearheading this thing. And uh, it was a really cool presentation. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm not like the mobile games I might check out. I'm not a big mobile gamer, but as far as the console game, uh, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm ready to see uh, what it's going to bring. Yeah, I don't know that I'll actually I mean, I probably will download the uh, casino double or nothing game. I probably won't spend a ton of time with it, but I, I think I could see myself spending some time with the AEW Elite GM. I actually recently yeah. downloaded um uh 80s Mania Wrestling Returns. I had to look on my phone to see what it's called. <laughs> it's called 80s Mania Wrestling Returns and it's basically like a GM style game where you're running these fictional promotions starting in January of 1980 up through December of 1999. And it's pretty cool. And I think that they said it was going to be like a card based style game, which this is as well. You know, you collect cards and that's how you, you know, kind of put together your roster and that kind of stuff. So if it's similar to that, I'll definitely play the uh, the GM game. But yeah, I think the console game, which is being developed by Ukes, which does scare me a little bit. Uh, Ukes was the developers behind the WWE 2K games up through 2K19. Now, they did start back on like the PlayStation 2 era with the SmackDown versus Raw games. I can't remember exactly which game was their their start, but, uh, you know, they used to be great. And then they just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And then 2K19 was like, man. And then and then there was no 2K20 because of that. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, hopefully they can recapture the magic that they did. And they also brought in uh, um, Hideyuki Yoshita. Uh, what's his name? Hideyuki yeah. Yoshita, the uh, director from the, the no WWF No Mercy game. Yeah, back on the Nintendo 64, which but when he was with AKI, you know, that's kind of the style of game that everybody wants to see return. So it is cool that they're trying to recapture that. The character models resemble that style a little bit, just kind of what you would expect if it was being done when in like modern graphical style i guess so yes we'll have to see where yes, it goes it's like an updated twist to the old old school style yeah well, yeah we'll have to see where it goes um i mentioned it in our discord server tonight dan a little bit of a different format or formula however you want to call it for hit our music tonight uh i feel like over the past couple weeks because of how the dynamite episodes have been going we've been kind of repeating things because they kind of discuss the same storylines multiple times in an evening so i think we should just kind of like start lumping everything together and just kind of like call it x amount of points to take away from dynamite this week or whatever so i i went into watching dynamite with that in mind and i i came away with eight points for tonight's dynamite so we have eight takeaways from from dynamite tonight and uh, the first one, we're going to start with how Dynamite did. We had the Young Bucks taking on Top Flight. And if you do not watch AEW Dark, this was your first time seeing Top Flight, these two uh, brothers that they I feel like they gave. I don't want to say special treatment, but a different style of treatment to them because they actually put like a video package together and had a way to like introduce them to the audience at home. And they haven't really done that for anybody else. Um, No, not that I can think of. Yeah, they kind of gave us like a little bit of a backstory. I guess they tweeted at the Young Bucks at some point. Yeah, um, so, I think no, we I need mean, to try that. hey hey, matt uh, hey cody uh you know just you ever have free time you're driving to and from daly's place maybe maybe check us out maybe just give us a listen see what you think let us know yeah yeah that's all we want just give us a chance just listen to it if you like it let us know if you don't let us know why not yeah let us know what we can do to fix it and uh maybe make it better yeah. But, but yeah, I, 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 I'm behind Top Flight, though. Like, they're young. They seem energetic. 19 and 21 years old. I actual brothers. Say, yeah. um, they have a lot of energy into their tag team. And they take some serious risks in the ring. They remind me a lot of, obviously, the Young Bucks when they were 10 years younger, 15 years younger, doing some crazy things as well. Or, you know, very early Hardy Boys, with, with especially with Jeff, just, you know, doing these Jesus. things. Yeah. But I don't know which one it was because I'm really not familiar with who is who yet in top flight. But one of them did this, like, monkey flip into a Hurricane Rana and almost <laughs> yes. completely missed and would have, like, landed directly on top of his head had he missed. <laughs> yeah it was uh it was it was a great way I, again a great way to kick off uh dynamite and it was uh yeah the the chemistry these guys had together and uh it seems like they've had you know they've been wrestling for years and years and i mean for them to be so young uh, i thought this was a great match yeah uh, they were doing the high risk moves a lot of uh a lot of craziness and i loved it yeah i definitely was very into this match uh i i knew it was non-title so there was a piece in like the back of my mind that thought maybe 
they would allow top flight to squeak out a victory. Yeah. And I th- it almost was happened. like two close calls. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were two moments where I thought maybe they were going to let that happen, you know, cause they did do the same thing for private party back during when, when dynamite first started and they were having that uh, tournament to determine who the uh, tag team champions were going to be. They did let the, uh, let private party get the victory over them in the first round. So I thought because maybe it wasn't for the titles, they would do something similar. Uh, I, I don't think it mattered that the young bucks won. I think this, was more about the debut for top flight and this was a great debut for them i I, the crowd was fully behind them they already had like chants going on there for the live crowd uh super impressive i'm sure those two young kids were you know just soaking up every moment of it man just imagine being 19 or 21 years old like just think back to when we were 19 or 21 years old and how cool that would have felt like and we're not even that old now i mean you are i'm not but I mean, I feel I think, old every morning. I get out of bed. <laughs> we're only man. We're only right now. It's still a year, but soon two year difference uh, for like a month and a half. And then we go back to being a year apart. <laughs> <laughs> Time needs to slow down, Dan. We're getting old is what I'm trying to say. And I, I don't mean, like I'm it. on the I'm on the backside of 40 heading towards 40. Now I'm on the, the downhill to 40. So, uh, yeah, dude, you're I just on, not, not you're to on get the downhill of life. Uh, yeah, I uh, I went out to rake leaves uh, the other day after work, and I like my hamstrings and my arms and my lower back like are still bothering me. Like two days later, I just I'm not I'm not cut out for this. Can't do it anymore. No, but uh, yeah, back to, to back to top flight. 19 years old, 21 years old to have this opportunity. And again, this is the great thing that AEW does. It can spot some talent, you know, give these guys a platform to shine and showcase the talent. And I think they knocked it out of the park, even though they lost. It was a great match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after the match, uh, they had TH2, Jack Evans and and Helico attack top flight on the outside of the rings with the Bucks kind of stepping in to chase them away and then helping up top flight after. So clearly they're kind of already thrusting them into some sort of storyline. I imagine we're going to keep seeing them on a somewhat continuous basis on on Dynamite or Dark or wherever. So they're probably going to have a match with TH2 here soon, I would think. Which, if if done right, would be an insane match oh, to Jesus watch. Jesus Yeah, it would be freaking can, just can jumping let, over like. Can, okay, I, so I put in Discord the videos from Lucha Underground when Angelico jumped off the balcony into the ring onto the ladder <laughs> and stuff and during some of their matches. Yeah. Daily's Place has that thing as well with the actual Daily's Place written down. Can we imagine just him just running along that and jumping off and something? Like, I don't want him to hurt himself, but... If they could scheme a way to do it safely, it would just provide so many cool freaking moments if they just let Angelico go off and do what, man, he's he's just so incredible. So seeing those two teams in the ring together would be an absolute joy. Hopefully we do get that match. Um, Takeaway number two from Dynamite tonight. We had the inner circle in Las Vegas. And yes, Dan, they were actually in Las Vegas. I know we kind of wondered about that after watching Dynamite last week, and they definitely went out there and they filmed some really funny stuff. Uh, yeah, this is very comical. Um, again, we, we get the Jericho and MJF, uh, ordering drinks at the bar and they're <laughs> yeah, trying they were to going one up, like to one up each, other. each other. But yeah, like, well, okay, well, you're, you're taking that. Well, I'll order vodka. Oh, vodka. Okay. Well, I'll order. Uh, I don't know exactly how they got to it, but they ended up getting up to like Everclear, uh, which yeah, hundred proof. Let me tell you, Everclear. 
used to be one of my favorites. I was a little crazy back in like my my early 20s. And I, I mean, I just I used to drink a lot of things, but Everclear mixed with like fruit punch is so deadly, but so delicious. And you only need like one and then you stand up and you're like, oh, my God. Like Everclear is just, oh, man, there's a reason why you can't really buy it in too many states. Yeah, I just I'll just stick with my fifth of Jack Daniels. That's kind of that was me in my 20s and my highlight of my drinking career was a fifth of Jack, like almost every weekend. Dan's jumping in the car, cranking up the country music, throwing on the Jack, driving down to the local bar. Wow, what a boring lifestyle, Dan. (laughs) I was actually out there in Vegas living it up. Going crazy. Yeah, you were, man. You I were. did. No, I, I did was... move out to Vegas right after high school. And man, well, thank God I met Jessica there. But uh, the rest of it was insane. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Um, I've actually been talking to Jessica that uh, I, I've really been wanting to try some like real absinthe. I've had absinthe before, but never like the real absinthe. And I really want to try some. So I'm hoping that we can find some at some point. Um. But back to the inner circle, they did break it up into two different segments on Dynamite tonight. We had one kind of in the beginning and then one again later on in the night. So kind of talking both of them combined. Yeah, we had Jake Hager and Wardlow kind of having multiple different stare offs. It does make you think that they are definitely going to be building to some sort of match between those big dudes within the inner circle. I am excited to see what they do there. They're continuing Sammy's like streak of being like the butt of every joke sort of a thing. Yeah, Uh, they were playing uh, 21 or blackjack. Blackjack. Yeah, they were playing blackjack and um, he had an actual blackjack and like he looked away and MJF quickly switched their car. (laughs) Got it, man. Dude, it was so good. It's so good. Um. We had a uh, we had a guest appearance by K Dog himself, Ribarrasa Conan. He was there doing who knows what. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what Conan was doing? I'm telling you, man. I still want to see Juventud Guerrero one day appear on Dynamite. I think they missed uh, the opportunity during the 30 year 30 year celebration for Jericho. I think that would have been the perfect place because of their amazing feud back in WCW. But yeah, seeing Conan tonight brought back a lot of cool memories. Um, I, you know, I was going through gifts trying to find something to put in Discord when that happened. Uh, brought back a lot of memories of like his, his stuff with the NWO. And I know he's still out there doing stuff with. I, oh man, it's either, I don't know which promotion he works for down in Mexico where he's the promoter. I want to say it's either CMLL or AAA. Uh, let's see if we can live fact check that here. Uh, I was going to say that's your wheelhouse. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't. He, oh, he actually, apparently he works, uh, he does some stuff with Major League Wrestling as well. But it looks like, yeah, I think it's AAA that he actually kind of does some stuff with. But I don't ever really watch that kind of like it's on Twitch every now and then when they do their um, bigger shows. And if I notice that it's on, I'll tune in because it's free and it's a pay-per-view and it's on Twitch. And, you know, Mexican wrestling is insane. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, Yeah. So anytime that it's actually on, I I will tune in. But I don't actually like stay up to date on it or seek it out. But if I notice it, I watch it. Um, But then they moved to like this uh, hangover 
cinematic style <laughs> acting thing with them all kind of like waking up spread out around this like gorgeous suite in Las Vegas after partying on some rooftop that uh, you could see. I want to say they were probably at like the I don't even know. They were next to Caesar's Palace because you could see the flamingo across the street. So I want to say they were probably somewhere maybe or I don't know. I don't know. The forum shops, maybe. I don't know if they have a parking garage up there now. It's been so long since I've been in Vegas. Um, but they kind of like moved into this MJF kind of stumbling around had uh, Sammy was here written on his face. But they kind of like go into this hallway and open a door and we have Hornswoggle sitting there <laughs> in a freaking diaper friggin'. crying. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely getting a hangover vibe, though, for sure, uh, during this whole time, which I loved. Yeah, no, it was super comedic. I thought a lot of their jokes were super funny. Uh, It it definitely did not bore me. And that's okay. Like, I enjoyed this week's segment. No, no, you, uh, uh, me as well. I I thought it was very good. You know, the uh, MJF having stuff written all over his face and... um, we found out what Sammy was it. Sammy Guevara got married maybe three times, I think. Yeah, three different wives. <laughs> uh, they all seemed a little bit on the older side of things. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, maybe we found out some new information about Sammy Guevara. How comfortable can it be sleeping in a fountain? Who knows? <laughs> I can't imagine it'd be that comfortable. I'm actually shocked that they went out to uh, Vegas and did all that, but I'm I'm glad they did because it was very very entertaining. Yeah, it was super entertaining and i uh, can't wait to see where this whole stuff goes next man because you know it's not slowing down anytime soon uh, and i like it uh takeaway number three we have the build-up to john moxley defending his aew championship against kenny omega and they kind of addressed the storyline multiple times again tonight we found out that the december 2nd show is going to be themed around this tagline winter is coming that they borrowed from game of thrones uh you know it's definitely has a a big match mentality big card mentality going into that dynamite which does make sense i did see on nxt tonight they did announce that on december 6th uh they would have their war games takeover so they're kind of both taking place within a couple of days of each other like they normally do to kind of keep competition. I was about to stiff. say, it's exactly. It seems to be a common thing that we have happen. Yeah, so uh, that does make sense. But I am excited to see this match between Mox and Omega. And the first thing we had tonight, besides the confirmation of that theme of December 2nd show, was a Moxley promo earlier in the evening on Dynamite. And this was a pretty decent promo, but I think the only takeaway from this promo is that he kind of just dropped that Renee Young is pregnant (laughs) like match aside with Omega like that's the only that's the biggest news coming out of this uh yeah uh when I uh heard uh heard that when he was cutting that I looked over at my wife and I was like did he just say Renee Young is pregnant so then obviously I'm you know checking uh going on our socials to see if maybe she had uh tweeted something earlier in the day or whatever and, and she no, did she not. Had, she tweeted about I think she's going to be starting a Twitch channel here soon. So it'll be kind I think of a, uh, cool I think a Twitch see. channel and a, a, new a podcast. podcast. Yeah, which would, there was rumors that her and CM Punk were going to do a podcast. 
Yeah. Very, very cleverly so. named podcast, Oral Sessions. I like it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, some big news that uh, uh, got put out of the bag. I think it was a very cool way to do it. So uh, definitely congratulations to those two. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, that, she, awesome. she did post uh, some confirmation after because you jumped in Discord and were like, is this what I heard? And I was like, I don't know, because I, I really wasn't like paying that much attention to every single word so i may like i may have been talking to jessica or something when he actually had said that i would have went back and looked but i jumped on twitter real quick and saw like the one of the first things was tony khan saying you know what i think this might be the biggest news we ever got to break on dynamite or something like that and hell yeah man that's really cool so congratulations for sure to them uh but that leads me to what better fucking time for john moxley to drop the AEW championship than right now because now he could spend some time at home with Renee, take some time off, much needed, you know, almost a champion for the last year. Get the hell out. It's Kenny Omega's time. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I, I thought this match, you know, was going to happen a little later. Um, so I, and when it, we, we discussed it was going to happen in February, we thought that would be the perfect time for Moxley to drop it. I, I don't know. I don't know if he drops it. Well, that takes us to the contract signing. And it was I, I think it was. Yeah. Tony Schiavone actually introduced Omega as yes. the cleaner this week. The cleaner Kenny Omega. And, you know, John uh, Justin Roberts just rattles off so many new facts. I, guess I, I love just picturing Kenny Omega back there thinking like what facts he wants to say about himself this week. Like it's so good. The dude could do no wrong right now. He is just on top of the world in terms of professional wrestling. And I'm so excited to see uh, his, his continued climb. And there's always a reference to North Carolina in all of that. I know. <laughs> and the, there, I, I went down a rabbit hole one night and figured out why. And I can't remember. Uh, doesn't he, isn't, where, doesn't he just live there now? I think that's part of it, but there was another story behind it and I wish I would have saved it. Um, it I always, those... I always just assumed it was because it's where he lives now that he moved back from Japan. But I mean, there, there, was, there might, I, there, was there some might be other, some like, cool Easter eggs. Yeah. There might be some Easter eggs worth diving into. I'll have to take a look after we're done recording and, and see what I can dig up as well. Um, the interesting thing here with this contract signing, we had Kenny Omega kind of sitting there at the table. They hit Mox's music and Mox does not appear, but they find him. He does not. Laying out backstage with a bloody nose. Motionless. Dead. Yes. <laughs> Dead to the world. No, no. But they did say some like things about how they had to like get his neck stabilized and put yeah, him on like. A, yeah, yeah. So they, they definitely were making it out to seem like a big deal. Uh, Sev over in Discord mentioning wondering if it was uh, Adam Page that maybe attacked him trying to like maybe help out Kenny Omega somehow, like which could weird, be weird, like could be, way. yeah, which could be a really fucking cool storyline if they continued with it, especially if this injury somehow leads to Mox A losing the title on December 2nd. Or I, I don't assume it leads to B relinquishing the title because of a storyline injury. I can't assume they go that route. I have to assume they at least have the match and then just have Omega take advantage of whatever's injured to like get the victory sort of a thing. But 
if it's revealed that uh, Adam Page did it for The Rock, like Rikishi, like the the, uh, <laughs> the reference that Sev put in there. But if it was that, that would definitely give us that build up to a rematch between the two with the title on the line. And I think it would just build that storyline even more. It would, right? It'd be a very interesting uh, curveball thrown into this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if that's the way Moxie's got to lose, you know, kind of where he's a little weak, you know, um, or injured or, or whatnot, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, so, yeah, I, I am interested to see if this does lead to the, you know, Hangman Page, then that whole, like, obsessive, you know, just he still can't get over the breakup. So it'll be very... This is a very uh, angle that's taken a different bit of a turn than I was expecting, and I and I like it. Yeah, definitely. I, I have been enjoying it. So uh, curious to see where this goes, and I'm curious to see what else gets announced for that show on December 2nd, because I have to assume there's going to be some other kind of high-profile matches there as well. So I'm looking you forward to seeing You would think so. They're yeah. going to stack the card a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of are next week as well, which we'll talk about here at the yeah. end of the show, like we always do. Uh, takeaway number four, halfway through the show, we have Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy. And this match actually ended up being better than I thought it was going to be. Like these two just work really well together in the ring and it was enjoyable to watch. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, I did uh, really enjoy this match. Um, again, just Cassidy's, you know, trying to put his hands in his pockets and just that hole and uh, stick. And it's, it was it was a really good match. I, I still don't like what they're doing with Miro, though. I just no, I, don't. I can't get behind that yet either. Like, no, we've had him now as this best man planning this bachelor party for this wedding since August. <laughs> like, come on, man, you're trying to drop the ball with the best man thing. Yeah, like this this whole thing started at All Out because Miro then made his debut the Wednesday after. And it's just kind of like it was cool, but then it really started to flatline and it's just kind of stabilized down there near the bottom. I do think they can turn this around. I mean, Miro's super talented. Uh, everybody's just behind him to do so well here in AEW. Uh, you know, seeing him rush down to the ring after Orange Cassidy picked up the victory and just kind of like lay him out with this giant clothesline, Jesus, flipping him inside yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're definitely not done with the storyline between best friends Kip Sabian and Miro like I, I have to assume that I, I want to believe this still leads to a six-man mixed tag team match I want to believe that that still happens I I, I don't know I it would make sense um, like I said you could definitely have Orange Cassidy and Penelope Ford do some pretty cool things together while still protecting her for the most part no I, I 100% agree with that because uh, like, be like we said last week she would only be in there like wrestling sense against Orange Cassidy. She might find herself in there against like Trent or Chuck T for uh, a comedy type segment, but that would be it. Correct. Yeah. Or like she, you know, distracts and then, you know, Mira comes behind or something like that. But exactly. Um, yeah, I uh, very curious to see where this goes, but I, I am ready to I don't know, because like what Mira's only wrestled twice since uh, he's debuted. Yes. Day, didn't he have a single match and a tag match? And that's it. Yeah. And that's that's all so, we've seen him. So. I, I just wonder why there's the lack of because there was a lot of momentum there, right? He had that great promo and then it's just kind of been this. So it's kind of unfortunate. I think this is kind of where AEW kind of missed an opportunity. But uh, 
I mean, there's a reason why I'm sitting here recording a podcast with you and not in the writing of AEW. So what do I know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Takeaway number five, an excellent match here, man. We have the returning Pac. What did they say? It was like 200 and... 80 some odd days or 250. Yeah. yeah, Some, some high 200 number that uh, it had been, I think it may have been 281 that it had been since we had seen him on dynamite wrestling. Uh, So we had him taking on the blade who was out there with the butcher and the bunny. This match just, we, okay. So we also had Eddie Kingston on commentary, but this match just ended up being so much better than I thought it was going to be. I had forgotten how good the blade can actually be if he's in there with someone that can go like Pac. Well, I thought um, Excalibur said something about the blade having like, he's won like seven Singles yeah, titles in I, his I, career? Rem- I remember that on commentary. I, there was Excalibur mentioning. I don't know which titles, but yes. No, me neither. But I mean, so it shows you, I mean, obviously he has uh, experience with being a singles competitor. And yeah, I th- I think he I he's a great wrestler. I, I like watching him uh, wrestle. Uh, and yeah, with Pac, it was nice seeing Pac back um, after so much, eight months, man. I mean, it's crazy to think it's already been eight months we've been doing this whole uh, you know, COVID thing. And, uh, it was great to finally see him back because I am a huge pack fan. Uh, I did, uh, enjoy him when he was what Neville in WWE. Yeah. Are you a huge Pac-Man fan? I do like Pac-Man. I actually got some Pac-Man, uh, Funko Pops hanging on my wall right here. <laughs> I mean, it was like one of the first games ever played, man. I mean, of Pac-Man, course. Classic, classic. Most people, most people's age started back then on, on Pac-Man and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, man. But yeah, Pac, uh, it was it was good. It was a great match and a very interesting ending to the match, right? Yeah, we had uh, Ray Phoenix come down. Well, I guess we should mention Pac wins and then uh, tries to grab a mic. Uh, I assumed was going to issue a challenge to Eddie Kingston of some sort. That's, yeah, I would agree with that. But then gets ambushed from behind by the butcher. Kingston comes down laughing, rightfully so. And then we have Ray Phoenix come out and start attacking the butcher, the blade and Eddie Kingston. If you remember last week on Dynamite, uh, Kingston just kind of like kicked him out of the ring after the main event with him and uh, his brother Penta. So we had a feeling that he was going to align with Pac in this kind of feud that was building up between him and the fam. But what I wasn't ready for was Penta coming down with a steel chair. I assumed he was there to kind of side with Eddie Kingston, maybe kind of throw a uh, curveball, pretend like he was going to side with his brother, then blast him again in the, with the chair or something to that effect. But ended up just reuniting with with his brother and with Pac. And, and I guess we have Death Triangle back. And I'm OK we with have Death that triangle back. Yes, me too. I'm OK with that because I think that the potential matchups here between Death Triangle and the fam, there, there's some good stuff here that can happen. I'm excited for the match potential. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we know AEW is kind of the land of tag teams and now it's beginning to look like, you know, three man stables. So um, I yeah, I'm interested to see where this feud goes. I think a Pac Kingston match will be great. Both those guys on the mic will be great. I mean, Kingston is very annoying. Uh, Pack is very good. Uh, great mic skills. So 
I think this could be a few that they could uh, probably drag out a little, a uh, little bit, and uh, excited to kind of see, yeah, where this is going to head. Uh, takeaway number six backstage, we have the continued storyline between Jade Cargill and Brandy Rhodes. This this only happened for like a brief second backstage, oh, but it's really definitely quick. yeah, definitely worth int- uh, worth mentioning here because. First of all, we had Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero kind of running interference during this, working side by side with Jade Cargill. They were the ones that were holding the referees back from getting to uh, to Brandy to help her out before Jade kind of like stomped on the chair. In very similar fashion to what FTR did to Matt Jackson a few weeks ago on Dynamite to his ankle. Um, this was done to Brandy's arm, though, right? Yes, I believe it was they were her trying arm. trying to break her arm, yeah, break her wrist. I believe it was her yeah. arm. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then does. And then obviously a couple. Who was it? Uh, Big Swole. I think uh, Serena D may have been there. Red Velvet probably was there kind of chasing yes, them Red off. Velvet toward the was end. There, yep. Yeah, chasing them off toward the end. This is definitely leading to something, as we said last week on Dynamite or last week on the show. We don't I wish we would have said on Dynamite. We did. We didn't. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Last week on the show, um, because there was even like a reference later on in the night during the main event on uh, Cody's T-shirt, kind of like spoofing something that Shaq did, which man, yeah, which really just we're we're getting that tag match, man. And we're just going to have to accept it. I guess we are. I'm not happy about it. Uh, I also didn't realize how tall Jade was uh, until those women when Swole came out and like tried to get in her face. I was like, holy shit. I mean, she had some heels on. But I she's know, but also still, she's incredibly tall. tall. Yeah. No, she's yeah. incredibly tall, but she did have some heels on as well. Um, takeaway number seven. We got two more left for Dynamite tonight. We have the NWA Women's Championship match. Serena Deeb defending against a former champion who she did defeat uh, a couple weeks ago to actually get the title, Thunder Rosa. This was an incredible match. I, I do. These, these girls just work so well together. Like it's not what this is the third time. I think that they've wrestled over the past I want to say month to month and a half. They just have great chemistry together and it, it's it's so much fun to watch. Uh this was my match of the night. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I could definitely agree yeah. with that. I think they put on a great match. I think I felt like they let them go a little longer um than usual and uh I was happy about that. Um we got a lot of storytelling in this because we did get some uh some Britt Baker which I was not expecting, right? Yeah. I mean, were you felt really that at all? no, it came out of nowhere. Britt Baker like Thunderosa was actually doing well to the point where I thought maybe they would have the title change i keep thinking they're gonna have a title but then again they got to save the suspense december 2nd because the AEW title's changing hands i get it i know but i thought maybe <laughs> that the nwa women's title would change hands tonight because thunder rosa seemed poised to get the win like i just i felt like it was happening but then out of nowhere Britt baker kind of comes down attacks her drops her outside on the uh the hard padded yeah. area by the uh, by the steps her, yeah. yeah and uh I, I guess this is leading to a match between Britt baker and thunder rosa because 
eventually, not right away, though. Uh, Thunder Rosa did come back. She did kick out after the attack from Britt Baker. The match did continue for, I want to say, another like five or six minutes. Uh, and yeah, I feel like at least five. There were even some close calls after that point. So she definitely fought back from the interference again, thought maybe that was going to be part of the storyline for her winning and then maybe giving Britt Baker a shot at the title. But Serena Deeb did retain the title. She did pick up the victory with a, a modified Styles Clash like move. Uh, I, I don't think it had a name. I don't even think they they said anything about it. It just was like this modified Styles Clash and afterwards for some reason that didn't make a whole lot of sense Britt baker was back to sitting front row on the yeah, outside know, of the right? ring it like made no sense you just attacked one of those competitors in the ring and now you're back to sitting there. You, you wouldn't think like oh she's right there and of course she runs over and attacks her so <laughs> yeah this is definitely leading to thunder rosa versus Britt baker and and i'm okay with that that is a match i want to see uh yeah, it's a match I didn't know I wanted to see, but I'm I'm happy that it happened. Uh, again, very shocked that Britt Baker came out here. But we've kind of talked what the last few weeks. You know, where's Britt Baker at? You know, because she's she's had um, she's back healthy. You know, she's 100. percent So it's nice to kind of get her back into the mix and uh, get to talking about her again. They just need to officially sign Thunder Rosa, though. Come on, what's well, taking so long? Exactly. So I was like, so WWE must not be in the cards then, right? I mean, she's got to be signing with All Elite. I don't know. No, they just officially signed Matt Seidel the other day. Yeah, I remember I you that. and I talked like I thought he was signed weeks ago. Yeah, me too. But I mean, Matt Cardona still hanging out there, you know, kind of outside looking in like, when's my shot? But not happening. Back of the <laughs> line like usual, Cardona. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of wonder why not. I wonder why. I'm mad about that. I, I wish I wish he would have got signed to you. I, I still think there's a lot of opportunity for him in AW unless he turns something down. But uh, I, I do hope he ends up there, man, because I, I, I want to see it. I want to see him have some success as well. But no, yeah, Thunder Rosa still being featured on Dynamite is a good sign. But I just want that confirmation. I want to see that Thunder Rosa is all elite graphic pop up on social media. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We need it. We need it to happen. Uh, the last takeaway from Dynamite tonight, our main event, we had a tag team match. Team FTW, Team Taz, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks out there taking on Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Uh Pre-match, we had a video from Darby that just his videos get weirder and weirder. <laughs> and they continue to make fire. Yeah, they continue to not make any sense. Uh, I love the music that they chose for that promo, though, with the dark ambient synth style music. That's totally my vibe and jam. So I was into that. But the video just it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, Darby's just he's got his own thing going on. And, and uh, I mean, it's it's his thing and I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Taz on commentary, though, because his guys were out there. This was a good main event. The match itself, like I said, it, it, it was OK, but I really enjoyed the storytelling and I thought everybody looked good, but especially like Brian Cage, like I do that dude is just I'm telling you, man, he is destined to be a big star. Uh, I no, I, I agree with that. I mean, with his size and everything, he he his, you would his think physique, that he, his size, his look and this everything that that dude can do. He can move around like a high flyer and like well, jump exactly. Off of That's what I was just about to say. Like he never looks like fatigued. You know, usually like when you get big guys like that, they can match like three minute matches protein and bars. Then, I, I guess maybe I needed maybe I just need to subscribe to whatever protein bar <laughs> subscription. I don't know. I need that kind of energy because I struggle. <laughs> 
and I, I mean, him, energy. him and Ricky Starks, like I said, those those two guys, I mean, seriously, huge, huge, huge futures ahead of them. I, I'm so excited to see what happens between that. But same thing with Darby Allen, man. He's, he's super young as well. So it just feels like we're getting to, like, watch the future. And it's so exciting to see that kind of stuff. But, yeah, this was a good main event. A uh, lot of cool spots. I, I was into this a lot. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a really good match. Um, you know, with, with Taz started out on commentary, but then, you know, his team was kind of getting their butts kicked a little bit. So he had to go down, uh, to ringside and kind of cheer on his cheer on his team and, and be there to, uh, to give support. So, um, no, I mean, it was a good main event. Uh, very, um, uh, the outcome though, right? I, uh, I mean, I kind of want to brag about this cause I kind of feel like I talked about this a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, we didn't mention Brian Cage and Ricky Starks did get the victory. I yeah, do I think I that was the up. right call. I think that was the right call. Yeah, I think I having shocked, them win, actually. having them win, put some legitimacy behind them being number four and number five in the rankings for the men's singles division two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, I, I clearly they're going to be building up to them getting some title shots here soon. But post match after they got the victory, um, Ricky Stark starts beating up on Darby Allen. Cody tries to run in to help him out, but Brian Cage ends up taking him out. And much like we've seen the past few weeks in a row, what feels like, you know, kind of at the end of everything, Will Hobbs comes strolling out with the steel chair. And I, I think it was even Sev, you know, Will last minute Hobbs coming out <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> and, and I think it finally makes sense to why he was always like one step late or never there on time because he turned tonight. He turned yeah. heel. He joined yeah, he team Taz. Yeah. He picked up the FTW title, pretended like he was uh, taking a shot at gauge saying, I want this, but then just blasted Cody in the head with the FTW title. And yeah, third member of team Taz and dude, like just oh, man, team Taz is team Taz is a good trio right now. I am into team Taz. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Taz again has just a great mic set and I mean, uh, Starks uh, has a great mic set so they're yeah they're slowly starting to build a team um and I hope we get to see some more Will Hobbs because we kind of had we, he was there but then what he was gonna be in a triple threat with Moxley and um Darby Allen and then, it didn't then there happen. was a co yeah that match got scratched so we kind of like forgot about Hobbs except for yeah you're right these last minute uh run-ins so I I hope uh we get to see more Hobbs because uh I think he's uh he's got some great things he can bring to dynamite and i guess he's gonna be bringing them to team taz dude could be a beast of a heel too like I, i'm excited yes. to see what they uh what they decide to do with him now that he's in team taz so that's gonna be exciting uh that was the end of dynamite though and that was all the matches even though like i said we did this kind of like i think there was like a few smaller segments that i didn't mention but that's what i mean like not everything kind of led to something and needed to be mentioned and i think no, that's I where we can that. trim some of the fluff off of the show but that does have us looking forward to next week's dynamite uh they have four matches announced so far we have a tag team match chris jericho and jake hager taking on christopher daniels and frankie kazarian of scu 
uh, should be. I mean, probably won't be a great match, but we should be entertaining at least. In a little while. Yeah, so it should be entertaining at least, but I can't imagine that's going to be like an incredible match. Uh, I am excited here. AEW women's title on the line. Hikaru Shida defending against the Dark Orders. Anna Jay. I think it's going to be a great match. We didn't mention it, but she was featured backstage in a segment tonight with uh, with uh, 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 John Silver. Couldn't think of his name for a second. And <laughs> I, I love that they're kind of becoming the face of the Dark Order. Uh, yeah, they really have. I mean, with with Brody Lee kind of being out. So it'll be curious to see what happens when Brody Lee returns, because we did find out he's missing because of an ankle injury. Like he's not just kind of missing. He actually legit has an injury that I think either was sustained during the dog collar match or they just used that as an excuse to kind of give him some time off to heal up. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be curious to see when he comes back, because, I mean, he was very vocal, you know, and very um uh, what do you call it towards silver? I mean, he kind of tr- treated him like shit. Yeah. So we'll have to see. There could be a uh, like like you mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago, may have even been during our uh, looking back at full gear review episode. Uh, there could be a potential power struggle between John Silver and Brody Lee for the Dark Order at some point. So that would <sighs> yeah, be kind of cool. It's very possible for sure. That would be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think Hikaru Shida will retain there. I, I don't, I, again, I still don't think it's time for her to lose that women's title yet. Um, this match, this tag match here will be insane, dude. Pac and Ray Phoenix taking on the butcher and the blade. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be incredible. And then they announced that Will Hobbs will be in action, which they did not announce an opponent. So I have to assume it'll be a quick squash versus somebody from dark. <laughs> yeah, because they they announced it earlier in the night before he had turned before heels. he turned heel. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So we'll probably get uh, him versus, I don't, I don't know, man. So somebody, Griff Garrison or something. You know what I mean? Griff Garrison. <laughs> He's always the one I pick. I don't know. <laughs> he has, he has, the, just, he has the coolest name. name. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a good dynamite, though, next week. I'm looking forward to it. But definitely, you know, is not going to top that December 2nd show. They're clearly building to that right now. So uh, star rating for dynamite tonight. What are you thinking on this one? I, oh, man. It was it was good. It wasn't a bad dynamite. No, I think I'm going to go three stars. OK, that that's where I was going. I was going three stars. Yeah, I think I'm going to go three stars. I think that makes the most sense. Definitely, you know, above average, but not like on the cusp of some of the more higher rated dynamites that we've that we've seen since we've been doing this podcast. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, Dan, I think that's going to bring us to the end. Time for. Uh, Time for that hot tag, huh? Time for some hot tea. So how about some hot chocolate? You know, I'm not a huge hot chocolate fan. I do like it from time to time, but it's not like I ever run out there and crave it. I like it, though. Like Jessica loves hot chocolate. And if she makes some, I'll I'll definitely drink it. But it's not like I'm going to be, hey, hey, some hot chocolate. It's not my thing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, it it is a skin cooler. My wife also loves uh, hot chocolate. So I, I do like to partake in a little hot chocolate. Some partake and partay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, we've stuck around long enough. We want to thank you for sticking around and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music, an only wrestling podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by being a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also grateful if you could drop into our YouTube channel that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Speaking of Twitch, I happen to know somebody's rebranding as the godfather of Godfall. <laughs> I am. Uh, that is me over at twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11 K R A I Z 
DD11. Yeah, uh, I've been streaming some Godfall on that PS5 that I picked up. So uh, yeah, come over, check it out. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully after people wake up and listen to this episode of Hit Our Music, if I get it up on time, you and I will be picking up our Xbox Series X from Walmart at 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I hope that, get it. that actually works out perfectly because I get off. I should be getting off at two tomorrow. So that'll give me enough time to get home and get situated and be ready to battle these bots. If we miss it tomorrow, our next chance is Sunday from Best Buy. And if we miss both of those, our next chance is Wednesday, where Walmart has a third round of restocks. And I think that one's at like 7 p.m. Eastern or something like that. So hopefully we get it sometime over the next week. I, I hope so. But I mean, it's tough to compete against. I mean, when it literally goes live at like noon and you click add to cart and it's sold out, it's like, I mean, it, you can't compete with that. It's rough stuff. <laughs> it is rough. If you're interested in that next generation console stuff, though, go check out our other podcast, Love It On Games podcast, and make sure you check out LoveItOnGames.com. Check out Dan on Twitch. We're doing a lot of different coverage for a lot of different games. Uh, stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links, of course, where you will also find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Theme song of the week. Last week, I closed us out with the Lucha Bros because I was scared that we weren't going to get to hear that anymore. I seems to be incorrect. We heard a remixed version of it tonight for the reunion of Death Triangle. But Dan, theme song of the week this week goes to you. And I am going to stick with what we were talking about. I'm going to go Pac. Oh, OK, you're just going to go straight to, uh, yeah, Pac's music. We've never done that one yet. So no, no. And he's let's he's you know, he came back after eight months off. So hopefully we carry some momentum. And uh, yeah, let's close it out with that. Looking forward to seeing what he can do, man. Definitely a future future champion as well uh oh for sure yeah easily a main event guy here so looking forward to that but yeah so we'll close out with some Pac. now hit the music music 